JD Talking Sports. We're here on Thursday, December 22nd, 2016. Isaac Hayes is in the house, but uh, Isaac, I'm about to let you go. Just watching NFL Sports Reporters. NFL Live, I guess is what it's called. Doesn't matter. Michael Floyd was uh, being interviewed. He's now the Patriots. He was found passed out in his car when he was with the Cardinals. I've talked about this previously. That's not the point. He's been interviewed, now a Patriot, and he said last week was last week. No contrition, nothing. And they had nothing. There was nothing good. Uh, they were talking to, who's the talking heads on that show? Oh, Teddy Bruschi, the former center for the former UNC guy, and I'm blanking on his name. And the former Bronco with uh, Mark Schlereth. And they all were like, whatever, you know, it was crazy. And the host was talking about, I'm blanking on names today, it's not really important, how he had spoken to a spokesman from the Cardinals and he said that they weren't sorry to see him go. You passed out in your car. Jeff Saturday, that's that's the other one, I'm sorry. Jeff Saturday was like, no contrition. He said he saw nothing. And when the Cardinals say they weren't uh, upset to see him go, it kind of says something, right? Kind of says something. I just finished watching uh, Catholics versus Convicts. The or Convicts versus Catholics. I forget what the T-shirt was. The infamous, the famous 1988 Miami Notre Dame. They played in October 31-30. Notre Dame won. It was interesting. Uh, they showed the Cleveland. Gary played. You know, you don't remember the game because you haven't seen it in a long time. But Cleveland Gary was diving for the end zone. Uh, they were saying how he got the ball stripped. It looked like the ball crossed the plane. And when he actually reached for it, the ball bounced back. And then there was a – so that would have made the score – they were down 30 – I think they were down 31-24 at the time. But Jimmy Johnson said it cost them a national championship. Then they get a touchdown at the end, which really was a, a, a trap – you could see the ball going out. Two refs right there, and they called it a touchdown. They went for two. They didn't get it. Crazy. And then Notre Dame ended up being beating uh, West Virginia in the championship game, and the national championship game. And a kid I went to high school with, Joe Ayuso, may he rest in peace, he played on that West Virginia team. I remember that. Major Harris was the quarterback. And they had a great year, and then they got destroyed. Tony Rice. It was just, you know, it was it was a very interesting documentary. It talked about uh, – a Pat Walsh, a kid who wanted to play uh, for Notre Dame, went to Notre Dame, wanted to play basketball there. Ends up he does this T-shirt. I, went, I mean, they sold like $36,000 worth of T-shirts. There was all these copyright uh, uh, infringement uh, laws that they broke by making these T-shirts. And it ends up that his goal had been all the time to make the basketball team. He gets busted for T-shirts. Previously, he made this uh, T-shirt uh, for the Miami Notre Dame game, but it wasn't even the Catholics for Convicts shirt. It was another shirt with Newt Rockney. They had uh, commissioned a stamp for him, and he made that on the T-shirt. It was just this whole thing. He made like any after the game, he had thirty six thousand dollars in a briefcase that he put in one of the father's. I guess it was an RA. Uh, he had a safe in his room. He said, "If I would have told him, he probably would have had a heart attack." He ends up making the team a hundred walk-ons. He finally makes a t- team as a senior because. When he was a freshman or sophomore, there was a kid on already. The next chance would be when he's a senior. So he finally gets his chance, makes the team, 
and then he has to give back the money, and he's kicked off the team. He becomes a successful uh, stockbroker, and to this day, you know, he says it haunts him. And if Digger Phelps had all for a couple thousand dollars, was it worth giving up in your dream? Guy who made a lot of money, did a lot of stuff, and then poof, it's over like that. It's, it was, you know, it was very interesting documentary. I highly recommend it. I, I forgot about the game. You know, it's been so long. And Notre Dame had, um, in 85, they lost 58-7 in, what was his, what was, it, he, was a, he was a high school coach at, uh, he was a high school coach at Molder High School. Oh, I'm blanking on his name. I see his, uh, Jerry Faust. So Jerry Faust, that started, Jerry Faust actually resigned right before they played Miami in the Orange Bowl, then got blown out 58-7. It was actually, I think, 37-7 at the end of the third in the fourth quarter. Jimmy had emptied his bench, and they were still running up the score, and they didn't forget that. Then Holtz gets hired, and he said the first day he walked in, one kid had his feet up, and he goes, put your feet down. He goes, and sit straight up, and they said, oop, we got a coach now. But Jerry Faust actually had to do three votes one time when he was the coach for a bowl game after they turned it down the first two times, and the guys actually voted to have shorter practices. Change Holtz comes in and changed the whole dynamic of the team. And it was interesting, too. They lost to Miami 31 nothing in 87 and then they made a bowl game that year. They lost to Texas A&M, I think, uh, 35 to 10 or something in the Cotton Bowl. And the one guy crying in the locker room was Chris Zorich, who never even got into a game. And Lou Holtz said after the game that if, you know, he wants guys like that on the team that love football that much. I thought that was, it was, it, it was just a great, great documentary. You know, they, uh, they talked to a couple of, uh, Alum from Miami, Jimmy Johnson, Lou Holtz were involved in the documentary. Get a chance to watch it, ESPN 30 for 30. And I saw a preview for Vince McMahon's going to do an XFL one that looks awesome. XFL was terrible football, but the documentary, some of these 30 for 30s are amazing. I also have one, uh, Houston, the Five Slamma Jamma, which I haven't watched yet. And tonight we have the Giants versus the Eagles. Now, Nat Burhey's had this concussion problem for quite a while he is out I thought I saw Jonathan Casillas Casillas I'm sorry Casillas with his knee was questionable they said he's going to play but Janoris Jenkins the Jackrabbit back I think he is out Giants are on an 8-1 run Eagles have lost five straight now Eli against the Eagles is 10-17 all 10-17 all time with 29 interceptions and he's lost five of his last seven in Philly now, Eagles are on five-game losing streak, and they've given up at least 26 points in the last five games. They have that going. Third consecutive year, they're playing in prime time, the Eagles and Giants. Giants, the last two times in Philly, have lost by combined 54-7. They did beat the Eagles 28-23 earlier in November at MedLife, but last two times in Philly, 54-7. I think things are going to change. And this is the first time since 2011 the Giants are playing a regular season game where it's win and get in the playoffs. A play and win game since 2011 regular season finale against the Cowboys. Also, the Eagles getting back right tackle Lane Johnson. They were 3-1 and one with him, 2-8 and eight without him. And uh, Romeo Aquara, the undrafted free agent out of Notre Dame, who's taking over for JPP. Now, he had a great game against Dallas. Hey, come on, eight tackles, a sack, first sack. Against the Lions, two tackles, one solo. 
Eagles also, you know, I didn't know this, lead the NFL in time of possession. Also, they're number one in kickoff returns over 20 in a game and number two in punt returns over 12 yards a game. But Brad Wing, the punter for the Giants, coming off back to first time ever for a Giants player, back-to-back special team player of the week. Award was first given out in 84. How about that? Last week in the second half, he pinned the Lions at the 3-4 19-yard lines to start drives. Damn, damn, damn good. Now, also, that the first time since week five, the Eagles have their full starting offensive line. You have Lane Johnson back from a drug suspension and left guard, Allen Barbary, back with a hamstring. Giants, what do I think tonight? I think Giants will pull it out. I'm going to say uh, 24-10. They're a better team. I think it's going to be low scoring. 24-10. I think Eli's going to, you know. Also, they only had uh, 54 yards rushing the last time they played earlier this season. But Giants running game being a little better. Uh, Paul Perkins getting more playing time. I think Giants are going to do something. I really do. I think it's going to be a, I expect better things. I do. I do, I do. What else do I have? Okay, of course, we have the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Going against Tom Brady, he's only, you know, 22 touchdowns, two interceptions, over 3,000 yards. Pat's number one score defense, over 16 a game. Number three rushing D, only giving up about 87, 88 yards a game rushing. Top 10 D overall. Now, the 20th in takeaways, but eight turnovers the last four games. And how about this? This is, I found this interesting. Brandon Marshall calls his season unacceptable. Still thinks he can play at a high level. I have to get better. Well, I have a feeling to tell you it might not be with the Jets. 57 catches, 760 yards, three TDs this year. You got two games left in the year, and you say, I can still play at a high level. Are you talking to, to the Jet Brass, or are you trying to talk to the rest of the NFL? Because I know you do your Inside the NFL on Showtime, and it's great you have other extracurricular activities going on. But you know what? I really feel like this season's been a wash. I really do. Now, Matt Forte missed practice today on Thursday with his shoulder. Game time decision on Saturday. And you know what? You can, you know, okay, Giants, Jets are 4-10. and 10. Tough, tough schedule to start off the season. But they have used 70 different players through 14 games. That's the most in the NFL this year. They used 60 all of 2015. They also have starters have missed. This year, it, if, if it, it's rounded out to 81 games this year. Last year, 20. They also have 22 players on IR this year, tied for most in the NFL. Eric Decker, three games missed. Uh, Giacomini has missed 11. Mangolds, eight. And uh, inside linebacker Aaron Henderson, 11 games. Now, there's 53 players in the current roster. 38 were on the team at the start of the season. Also, on Saturday, they had their this Saturday will be their ninth different offensive line combination for the season. And they could have possibly eight different starters this Saturday against the Patriots. Uh, compared to the op- uh, that weren't on the that were not starting for the Jets opening day versus the Bengals, and also last week against the Dolphins, the kickoff return team had eight players on it that weren't on the team at the start of the season. I mean, come on, you know they they twenty games missed by starters last year, eighty. I mean, four times, twenty two play. I know the injury bugs hit them, but still, wow, seventy players. Different players this year. They had 60 all of last season. That game, I'll tell you there. I know there's, you know, 17-point underdogs against the against the Patriots. But, man, that is going to be a tough game. That's going to be a tough game for them. Very tough game. Very tough game. 
I am going to say I think the Patriots, I think the Jets are going to play them a little tougher. I'm going to say 31-20. 24-10, Giants, 31-20, uh, Patriots. That's what I'm going to go with right now. Put it, put, it, put it in the sand. Put it in the dirt. That's what I got to say right now. You know, I read some really, I read some interesting stuff. I read Chris Jenkins hit the game-winning shot against Carolina, destroyed me last year in the championship game. And I read a great article today in the New York Times that I, I really enjoyed. Juliet McCurr of the New York Times. Now, after the game, all the confetti had, you know, dropped and everything. They were back in the locker room. They were holding hands. And uh, J. Wright got him together and he said, hey, we're going to celebrate for a long time and you deserve that, but don't let this define you. And then he made a point to Jenkins. He said, this is going to be great because people are going to talk about this moment for your whole life. But if that's always in your head, you're never going to get better. Now, Jenkins is 23. He wants to play in the NBA. He went to the White House. Obama called him by his nickname. Jenkins' nickname is The Big Smooth. And, you know, he even had, you know, everybody on social media from Kevin Hart to Jalen Rose calling him out on uh, for the shot, as it's called. And it's interesting. The motto for this team, the 12-0, they beat my one of my uh, colleges, American, on uh, Wednesday, only by 90-48. Close game. They're ranked number one. The motto for this year's team is humble and hungry. Now, Jenkins last year played at 270. He is way, which was way above the 240 limit that Jay Wright wanted him at in order to keep his starting spot. Now he's down at 232. 10% body fat. He used to eat uh, late-night pizza, chicken alfredo. That'll add some weight of fruit juice. And he really changed his whole diet. Josh Hart said he's even in salads now. Wright, is, Wright, Wright wasn't even concerned. He wasn't even concerned about now. He's concerned about his future. He's like, you're too heavy. He said, uh, you know, he's been pushing himself to play on a whole different level this year, and it's been so impressive. Wright said he's better on defense. He's played more minutes because he has more endurance. He said he's just a better player all around. Now, his scoring average is about the same, 12.8 a year. And... His minutes, three-point percentage are up. Minutes and three-point percentage are up this year. Now, it's funny because when he goes back home, he, he is uh, his legal guardians now are Nate and Melody Britt, whose uh, son, the guard, Nate Britt, is a, they're friends from the uh, youth days. And it's funny, when they get around a dinner table in Upper Marlboro, Maryland, they don't talk about the championship game. Jenkins says, we never talk about it. But in 15, 20 years, when I finally retire and stop playing basketball, he goes, I'm never going to stop talking about it. And I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, and, you know, here's a guy who came in, wants to go play at the next level, and realized he had to do work to do. And actually, uh, last month, Wright and his wife, Patty, were uh, taking a Bikram yoga class where it was 110 in the room. And Jenkins comes in on a long sleeve shirt and long pants because he wanted to sweat. Hey, you know what? The guy knew what he had to do to the next level, and that's what you don't want to get to find yourself. And I, I read that Rashan Salam was kind of haunted, you know, that his biggest moment uh, was winning the Heisman at 20, went pro at 1,000 yards, youngest player ever to get 1,000 yards as a rookie, and then had leg injuries. And he actually made a comeback out of the great shape, and he was going with the Niners, and he brought up how he'd smoked pot in his past and wanted to come clean. Well, they ended up cutting him at the end of training camp, and he felt that here he was telling people that he's a changed man to cut him. And it's it's it sounded like, you know, at the end of his life, he was living alone in a condo. He had saved his money. 
It wasn't like a money thing, but he lived alone, watched TV all day, hardly left the house, would play music alone or go eat late at night because he didn't want people bothering him. And a neighbor said he had, she had seen the car, you know, going out at night and he ends up, uh, they found him with a revolver. He had, they attempted, they think it was a suicide. Uh, his death was a suicide. They haven't ruled. Autopsies can take about a month, but that he'd been driving back and forth, been thinking about this for a while. He was suffering from depression. Family member's friend thinks he might have had CTE, even though he, you know, didn't get a lot of concussions, but he was the kind of guy that would run through people. And, it, you know, you, you, now I don't compare Jenkins to what Salam did, but also in a way you can because here's a guy, Jenkins, Chris Jenkins has this great shot and, you know, the coach tells him, hey, let, let's not this, let this define you, that you can, this isn't the end all. You know, you don't want this to be your 20, 20 early 20s. This shouldn't, def- you know, you want to keep striving for bigger and better things. It, it's so hard for an athlete, you know, especially, you know, you work so hard to get to a place and then poof, it's all over. And Salam, you know, he, you know, they want them to bring around. And when he came to uh, engagements, they didn't want him, they want them to bring his, his Heisman Trophy, and he said he hated carrying around. He said he didn't want to, you know, that they more interested in the Heisman than me. And he did a lot of good things. He got involved with the school. He took kids skiing and underprivileged kids. He tried to, he did some charity work, whatever. He seemed like a good guy. And one of the kids says, he, you know, he was so into helping us, and no one helped, answered his calls for help. And it was sad. I mean, 42 years old, that's not a, you know, and he, he, he dies in a park overlooking Folsom Field where he had some of his greatest games. Ran for 2,000 yards as a junior. Sad. Very sad. Very sad. And that story, you know, Chris Jenkins. Thank you, Juliet McCurr. Thank you for that. And there was something interesting to do about the bowl games. Eric Winston remembers when Willis McGahee got injured in the 2002 Fiesta Bowl loss to Ohio State. And he kept waiting for him to get up. And he said he was amazing. He, now, that was the year that he felt that he would go high in the draft and Andre Johnson. And he, uh, Winston talked about how he'd been hit, hit low a lot late in the season. And Winston said he didn't get up. I was heartbroken. And he stuck with him. Now he's the NFL Players Association president. And he talked about Jalen uh, Smith last year who, who got a catastrophic knee injury in the bowl game, which meant nothing. And cost him millions. He would have given guaranteed a contract worth $24 million. And it ends up that his contract was worth, you know, he, he took uh, guaranteed less than $5 million. And it ends up that Andre Johnson went early. He made over $20 million more in the draft than, than McGahey did. And McGahey never saw that money again. And it was, you know, it's interesting. He says, uh, uh, Winston said, I want to empower these guys to be able to look at a situation and say, okay, this is what's best for me. At the end of the day, that's what we're talking about. At this point, a lot of decisions they're going to have to make in professional football, they're going to have to say, what's best for me? This is the first one. Hey, I mean, he, and you know what, Jalen Smith, hey, he played. He was he was a great football and player. He doesn't play. McCaffrey, hey, Leonard Fournette, they would try to destroy him. I, you know what, running backs have such a short shelf life playing such a short shelf life very interesting and you know it's going to be interesting if if 
if more guys are going to be doing this, they're going to think, hey, you know what? Maybe this isn't the best thing for me to play. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. We shall see. Now, I talk about Lane Johnson. We're, we're going to see if it's going to help Carson Wentz, who started leveling off once Johnson uh, left the lineup. Also, Vontez Perfect. How's he going to play out the rest of the season? How's he going to handle himself? He's a beast. I would love to have him on my team. He plays hard every damn play. Goes off the cuff a couple times, but he's a damn good player. Also, what about Carson Palmer? You know, he's due a lot of money next year. I guess we're going to see. I, I think I think uh, there's not too much left there. And he. I think he never recovered from that NFC Championship game. I really do. He looked... I, he, he just he, self-destructed, self-destructed. Also, uh, Andrew Luck is going against Derek Carr. They they have not faced each other since the Texas high school playoffs in 2007. I think that's pretty cool. Now, Buffalo, Buffalo is, this is the thing. If they win their last two games, if they beat Miami, if they beat the Jets, first of all, Ryan will have a better year two than year one. And it'll be their it'll be their best record in this in the millennium. You're talking about the last sixteen years' best record. I don't I don't know. I think you have to give them another year. I do. And the Broncos, when you have the uh, Akib Talib and Russell Okung got into an argument. This is the thing. The Broncos' offense had 18 rushing yards against the Titans two weeks ago, and then they had five consecutive three-and-outs against New England last week. And when you have a defense that's fed up with the offense, it's going to be interesting what's going to happen if the offense struggles early against a tough Kansas City defense. I'm, I'm telling you, Gary Kubiak has his work cut out for him this week. Big time, big time, big time. Now, I have some basketball. How about this? The Nets have averaged 33.3 three-point field goal attempts a game. Better than the record of 2014-2015, the Rockets did over 32. Well, you know what? That's not even that's not even that puts them behind they're actually behind they're, they're third in the league right now. They're ahead of the Warriors, but Rockets are averaging over 38 threes a game. And the Cavs are averaging almost 34 Warriors are a little over 31. But the thing is, the Nets averaging over 30. They're only making 33% of them, which makes, of the threes, which puts them 27 out of the 30 NBA teams. And you know why the Nets are not. They actually uh, lost to Toronto the other night, on Tuesday night, uh, 116-104. was wasn't even close. They were down by as many as 23. A lot of the players were questioning their their effort. Lin, uh, Jeremy Lin got to start 25 minutes. Brooks, Brooke Lopez... He uh, rested. Uh, Bojan Bogdanovich is the only net this year to start all 27 games. Nets are 7-20. and 20. Toronto improved to 20-8. and eight. Toronto, 15 straight games scoring 100 points a game. Hey, and sometimes I feel that means something, but if you're giving up 100 a game, it doesn't mean anything, but it means they can score. Also, Toronto outscored them 60-44 to 44 in the paint. But Anthony Bennett, former number one pick of the draft, 8 points, 10 rebounds. He's playing all right for the Nets. You know, you knew this was going to be a tough year for Kenny Atkinson. He doesn't have a lot of talent there. Uh, Rondé, Hollis, Jefferson led the Nets with 19. Spencer Dinwiddle, who they just signed recently, uh, 14. And Justin Hamilton had a career-high 11 rebounds. They're playing hard, but this is 10 straight road losses, 1-13 on the road. 
Lynn had 12 points for assists first start of the year. They were they were 10 for 25 from three of the Nets. That's actually better than they usually shoot. We shall, but a lot of threes. That's a lot of threes, isn't it? A lot of threes. AJ Green, hey, he's missed the last four games with a torn hamstring. He's playing Saturday at the Texans. He, they could be, they could play spoilers. They could play spoilers. Troy Aikman feels that uh, Dak Prescott, he's the future. He says he'll be a quarterback for a long time. Let us see. We shall see. And the Fal- could the Falcons be last year's Carolina Panthers? You know, I'm still not 100% sold on them. Not yet. Uh, Dan Quinn is right culture, right players with the team right now. They're playing at Carolina on Saturday. Would b- big win for them. And, and you know what? I think Carolina can, can, can play spoilers. I really do. I think Carolina is still a good team. Six and eight, I think they want to finish on a strong note. We'll see. They're getting back. Uh, Julio Jones missed last two games with a toe injury. And new, uh, the NFC Offensive Player of the Week this past week was uh, Devonta Freeman. 20 carries, 139 yards, almost seven yards per carry, three touchdowns. We, we shall see. Uh, Luke Kukley, who has missed the last four games, Seven games last two seasons. He's only 25. Uh, two years in a row with concussion. He says no plans to retire. They're still not sure if he'll play on Saturday. He plays hard every damn week. Love him. Love him to death. He is. He's, he's a football player. You just look at him. That's a football player. Now, they, the interesting, the Pats activated uh, to the active roster uh, Jacoby Brissett, which makes people think that Garoppolo is going to be dealt in the offseason. And that they feel that Brady going into 40 at August, well, August, he'll be 40 years young, can still get the job done. Said he still loves to grind the game. Year 17 NFL. Back in 2012, he told his dad, he said, you know, never want to work as hard. I never want to work as hard as you. <laughs> I get to go to work in sweats. They feed me here. The Patriots feed me. I hang out with my friends, get to exercise, and I play games. Why would I want to do anything different? Enough said. Enough said right there. We shall see. Hey. 12 wins. They win more, one more game. They pretty much clinched the home field advantage. I think they have to win both. Well, one more. I think they have the tiebreaker over the Raiders, but I'm not, I do not quote me on that one. They had a good article about Noah today. This is the, the 2013, 2014 defensive player of the year. They uh, Tuesday night they beat the Pacers one eighteen one eleven. They're fifteen and thirteen now. Pacers fifteen and fifteen. They ended a three game losing streak. They broke it. Final 12, 27 points of the game was scored by Rose, Porzingis, and Anthony. Snapped a three game losing streak. Imagine three three guys. How about that? Pretty good, right? Your top three guys doing it all, right? Carmelo Anthony at 35, 26 in the second half, down 15 in the third. Yeah, I mean, hey, Porzingis had uh, 10 in the fourth, 21 overall, eight rebounds. Knicks are now 10 and four at O, 10 and four at home, one and 12 now after trailing after three. As I said, Noah had 11 points, 11 rebounds. And the team said that the 15-point deficit was the largest since 17 that came back against Cleveland, February 29, 2012. Pretty good stuff, right? And uh, Porzingis said, happy we won it, but we won't be able to win every game like this. I totally agree. 
Knicks for 15 and 13, Pacers 15 and 15. And this is the thing. Noah is playing, you know, four, almost five points a game, eight rebounds a game, almost three assists, 35% from the line. That's not going to cut it. Now, uh, O'Quinn's bringing stability off the bench. And Billy Aaron Gomez showing a lot of promise at the age of 22. And interesting, just something came. I just talked about Luke Kukli. Cam Newton says he shouldn't risk health by playing in final two games. You can't rush that. Hey, Cam, I appreciate you saying that. Caring about a teammate. Yeah. You know what? The, the Knicks, hey, you know what? This year, it's going to take a little time to gel. They're, they're playing over 500 ball. I, this is what I expected. I didn't expect them to win 50, 60 games this year. We shall see. We shall see. Knicks still like. And uh, Knicks play actually tonight. The. I know the Nets. You want to know Nets have a tough game today. Nets do not have it easy today. Nets play Warriors tonight at home. And the Knicks host the Magic. Knicks got to win. Knicks have to win games like this. They have to beat teams. Magic coming in at 13 and 17. They got to win games like this. Got the Giants tonight, Eagles. A lot of good stuff to watch. And uh, how about this? Uh, Popovich went to uh, coach coach of the uh, Greg Pop. Uh, what is that? Wow. You know what? Popovich. Yeah. You know when you forget names? Greg Popovich, right? Greg Pop. Tuesday he goes to... goes to Craig Sager's funeral and flies back that night. They have a game against the Rockets. They end up winning 102-100. They're down 13 with late in the fourth quarter. They end up coming back and winning. According to ESPN, teams trailing by 13 points or more with less than f- five minutes to go were one win and 1,388 losses. That's a .0007 win percentage last three years. When they're fifth straight, they're 23-5. and five. They play tonight. At the Clippers, 21-5 and five Clippers. But how about that? I guess karma, you know, hey, karma comes back to those who get it. And how about this? Tracy McGrady yesterday was speechless after being told by Rachel Nichols that he's a candidate for the Basketball Hall of Fame. I looked up his stats, almost 20 a game, almost six rebounds, five, five assists, seven-time All-Star, two-time scoring champ, two-time NBA first All-First team, most improved player, 2001. Number one, uh, first-round pick, number nine by the Raptors out of high school. Played 15 years. He did some good things. Is he Hall of Fame? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know about that. I need, a, I, need, I need to process that for a little bit. He was a good player. Was he a great player? Was he a Hall of Fame? I don't know. Um, it's not rolling off my tongue on that front. I don't think so. I really don't. Now, three points, uh, three-pointers this year, 2.5 more attempts this year than last season. Golden State's actual overall scoring is up, but they're at, but they're actually taking a little less, almost half a, about a half a three point attempt less per game now. Also, think about Kevin Durant. Rockets took sixty one uh, last week against the the Pelicans. They made twenty four sixty one about almost about thirty nine percent. How about that? They also they lead the Rockets lead the NBA in maids about fourteen and attempts. Also hitting about almost 38%. Hey, Dan and Tony, Mike Dan and Tony leading them to the promise. 21-8, they're playing good ball. 
And, you know, I found this funny. George Carl blasts Carmelo in an upcoming book. He calls him a user of people addicted to the spotlight, a conundrum. And then someone posted a video of him teaching his uh, son some basketball moves. Hey, you know what? Everybody, everybody's entitled to opinion. You know what they do? They write a book and they pass it. They let everybody read it. I don't. I'll tell you, man, that's some harsh stuff. User of people addicted to the spotlight, a conundrum. Carmelo, man. You need to t- you need to have a long run in the playoffs. We need to see you do something. I I'm, I appreciate you've won three gold medals. You won a national championship at Syracuse, but I need to see some. I need to see something in the pros. I do, I do. I need you to take it to the next level. I really do. And Jarrell Smith uh, Wednesday had to have surgery on the thumb. He will be out indefinitely. UConn yesterday, eighty six in a row now, four from tying the record. By the team in 2008 to 2010. They only won by 43 over Nebraska, 4 and 8. They're only 11 and 0. Katie Lou Samuelson, 23 last night. And Duke, 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 my favorite school. Grayson Allen, indefinitely suspended. Third tripping incident. Last night, they uh, beat Elon, 72 61 in Greensboro. Third time in the last 10 months. Coach K said he didn't meet standards set by the Duke program. They're 12 and 1, number 5 in the nation. He's a second-leader scorer, Mr. Allen, with over 16 a game. Their next game is not till December 31st against Virginia Tech. He is indefinitely suspended until they play Virginia Tech. Let him sit a couple days. Let him stew. Let him get his stuff together. Let's see what happens. Let's, yeah. But I watched it. And you know what? He's kind of like he, get, he gets like a little bratty kid. You know, I always felt, hey, I went to UNC. I'm a huge UNC fan. Always felt the Duke guys were always these you know, rah-rah guys who didn't have the talent to go pro. Well, Grayson Allen, the exception. But a lot of guys that were just scrappers. And this is a guy who's too damn talented to be doing crap like this. It just is. What are you doing? Grayson Allen, get, get your crap together. Get your shit together. Get it together. Okay? Work it out. Because it's, it's ridiculous. You shouldn't be doing this stuff. You're, you're too good for stuff like this. Come on. Now, uh, Petra Kivito, vote. Kivitova, who was attacked in her house in Czechoslovakia, the Czech, Czech Republic, the, the surgeon said that she'll be out about six months and she should be at back to tennis, which is good. I didn't want her to be out for too long. She had surgery in her left hand on Tuesday. And the Yankees, I guess, are not going to bring back Ivan Nova because he signed for three years, $26 million, with the Pirates, who had 11 starts last year with through a 6 ERA. We shall see. Man, that's not that's that's not chump change. I'm I'm happy for Mr. Nova. You know, easier medium uh, media market there. Go for it. Do what you have to do, man. And I love this, Nick Saban. Every time I stand up here, I try to convince people what a good team Washington is. This is by far the best team we've faced. Right. You have to say that. What are you going to say? You're going to say you're playing a crappy team? Come on, Bama. Look at this. They lead the FBS to D in rushing D, 63 a game. Total D, under 248 yards, 248 yards a game. Scoring D, they gave under 11.8 points a game. That's what they're averaging this season. And they've had 10 defensive touchdowns. I'm sorry, Washington, you're a good team. You had a great season. You lost to USC. USC got destroyed by Alabama. Alabama is going to destroy them. I don't even think it's going to be close. They, they, well, they went 38 nothing over Michigan State last year in the, uh, the playoff semis. Could be even uglier this one. And Texas, hey, uh, 
My cousin Hal, season ticket holder, alcohol sales at the six Texas home games up more than 70% over last year, generating $3.1 million in revenue. Athletic program made about $1.3 million. Hey, you know when you go five and seven, sixth place in the Big 12? Bad things are going to happen. Bad, bad things. Now, folks, I wanted to... Whoa, what was that? Little little technical. Isaac Hayes is back. All right. Giants tonight, 24-10. I'm taking them. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna the D is gonna come through. I think Eli, I know they haven't played well recently in Philadelphia. I think big things are gonna happen. I might even come back, talk about the game later. All right, folks, have a very good night. I will talk to you soon. Peace out. Enjoy the day.